Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business and obviously what's going on in Washington, what's going on with the political campaigns. All of this is really important and is all of our business. Who do I like to talk to more about the media-related aspects of, of these type of stories and really the politics and policy as well? No one really more so than Warren D. Robinson. He is a personal favorite. He is a fan and listener favorite. Uh, he's a showmaker uh, with uh, companies like Oxygen. He has made the series with Netflix, a, me- a media personality in his own right, and just uh, a wonderful guy to chat with. I, I, I got to tell you, Warren, every time you're on the show, the minute we wrap up the segment, I'm like, we're looking forward to, you, to our next segment. And I can't say that sincerely <laughs> about all my guests, including recurring ones. And so I have always had a, always have a blast, even when we don't agree, which we agree a lot for people who are kind of on the different ends politically. Um, we but do. Uh, we, we, we disagree in a, a gentle, friendly sort of way. Glad to have you back. Appreciate it. I'm so glad to be here. WarrenDRobinson.com is the best place to go to find out about all of his activities, shows he's involved in, his series at Netflix. Uh, check it out, WarrenDRobinson.com. We're going to get straight into our topic. Uh, we're going to talk about Tim Scott, who uh, I don't know if I'm voting at all. I, 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 haven't, I, I didn't vote in the last election cycle. Um, I have voted recently Libertarian as a protest vote for a number of elections. Um, I just find it horribly codependent on sick with sick people to go for either party. That's kind of my position in general. They've gotten so bad. But I'm telling you, if Tim Scott's still in the race, even if he's a player or not, I will probably vote in the Republican Party for Tim Scott. And media personalities generally don't say that. We're more on the editorial side, and I can be honest about that. I would I would probably vote for him because I think he's refreshing in what the GOP needs. Uh, um, to me, he's part of a pact to normalcy that the GOP desperately needs. But so let's start with that. Let's just bounce into that. Your thought on uh, on uh, the Tim Scott candidacy and really how difficult he is for the media. Yeah, you know Tim Scott is a senator from North Carolina, newly announced presidential candidate. And as you said, a lot of people like him because of his intelligence, his demeanor. Um, he's almost like the grown up that's coming into the Republican Party and um, trying to tackle the issues. But he does cause a unique issue for the media because, as we know, especially left-leaning mainstream media, not a big fan of conservatives, not a big fan of Republicans. Tim Scott is both, and he's unapologetically both. But as a black conservative and Republican, it's very hard for the mainstream media to find ways to attack him because so much of their narrative about Republican candidates relates to race and specifically how racist Republican policies are towards minorities. Well, obviously, you cannot accuse Tim Scott of being a racist. And so they have to find new ways to attack him. And honestly, I think that the way that they've been attacking him is shameful. You have seen um, what they do is they will find a black pundit somewhere, even if they don't normally have one, because a lot of the, the anchors and op- opinion hosts themselves can't attack his race. So they'll find a black pundit to come on and basically accuse Tim Scott of somehow not being black 
are of, right. you know, being what we call an Uncle Tom, which is a very offensive, demeaning term to someone who is African-American. It, uh, that's how they have to attack him. They can't attack him on his policies. They're not attacking him on what he's saying or what he's done as an individual because his character is above reproach. So they attack him on not being black. And I find that shameful, Kevin. It's, 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 it's shameful. It's, it's trite. And it's something that we need to address because it's something that is uh, offensive to so many yeah. people. And, and, and liberals have argued for a long time that blacks have no choice but to vote Democrat. Let me tell you, man, to me, that, that sounds like plantation talk to me. You know, and I'm a white guy, but I listen to that and I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, you're saying that's the only choice they have, regardless of their upbringing, their experience? You know, and they, they can't attack his story. My God, he was raised in abject poverty, and he rose up out of that. He was entrepreneurial. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you've got, you got these people like Whoopi Goldberg who are saying that yeah. you know, only exceptional, uh, only exceptional uh, blacks uh, actually achieve that kind of thing. And that is so offensive to the black community. And it's arrogant. Wait, you're exceptional? Is that what you're saying, Whoopi Goldberg? I mean, I find the entire thing beyond nauseated. And I, I hope that, uh, you know, some white, white Americans who may not traditionally vote for someone like Tim Scott would go, hey, we need to really crush this narrative. And this guy, frankly, is worthy of consideration. And, you know, it's interesting. He is conservative, but he's not crazy. And I hate to make it sound like that somehow crazy and conservative are the same. <laughs> I am conservative. I've been conservative. I voted for Ronald Reagan. I worked on the Reagan campaign. How's that for being old as a youth coordinator? Um, and so, you know, I, I feel like my credentials stand up as much as anyone. I'll be honest with you. Tim Scott is almost like the Ronald Reagan of this race, isn't he? Unusually optimistic, a better future for America, a phenomenal story, incredible story of rising up out of poverty. Uh, e Pluribus Unum written all over him, even more so than Reagan. Uh, you know, the idea of among many, one. He, he, to me, is a phenomenal candidate that, that, you know, people should really be behind him. And I loved him on, on The View. I never watched The View, but, of course, I heard about the story and I had to check it out. <laughs> yeah. He dismembered them. He utterly dismembered them. It was such a slam dunk. And, uh, but he did it with focusing on facts, not personal attacks. You know, uh, some people, well, maybe like Donald Trump, would make the entire retort against the person, as if that mattered. What matters was the argument. Tim Scott handled it brilliantly. Well, he's a pro. And and you mentioned the key thing. You mentioned his story. You talked about him growing up in South Carolina in abstract poverty, which is why the argument that they made on The View and that other pundits are making about him somehow not being black or not understanding black, how could you reason, how could you really think that an African-American man growing up in poverty in South Carolina during the times that he was born, and I'm not sure when he was born, probably I'm assuming the 60s, there is no way that he could not understand uh, the, the, that he could not understand being black. It's just ridiculous. It's a silly argument. He had to wake up and know that. He had to deal with that. I'm sure he's had to deal with those situations and people who doubted him his whole life because of his skin color. His experience alone shows that. And so that's just why this is such a, a, a silly argument and it's so stupid to attack someone um, for their race. Here's the thing. You don't have to agree 
with everything Tim Scott says. You don't have to agree with his positions. I certainly do not agree with most of what Tim Scott says, but I respect him and I respect him and I would never ever try to minimize his experience by, you know, somehow claiming that, you know, he's not black or he's not black enough. We know for a fact that what 90 some odd percent of the black community tends to vote democratic, right? However, yes. what we also know is that we have seen significant movement in the last few years where more and more are, are voting Republican. Trump garnered more votes from uh, black males than any other Republican president um, in, in the last number of decades. So well, I think, we are I think so. in, in history since at least the 20th century, since the beginning of the 20th Correct. century. We are yeah. seeing movement. And so I think, too, if you're going to attack Tim Scott, I like what you said. You can, if you can find a way to attack his views or his positions, stick to that. There's enough ammunition there. Trust me, as someone who does not agree with a lot of Tim Scott views, there's a lot of ammunition there. Attack the views. Don't attack the person. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't agree with him entirely either. I, uh, I, I, I think I have a broad, broader scope of, of finding answers than then he can even say he likes, even if he did. I'm not saying he does, just because of the nature of the GOP. Um, but uh, he, you know, we talk about the lack in both parties of people who see a reasonable third way or talk about a reasonable third way. Everyone's in these extreme corners. He really tries to X that out. He does grown-up work. I like that expression. We call him a grown-up. He is the only grown-up, it seems like on the GOP cap. Uh, maybe Nikki Haley to a, to a large extent, but she seems to be not very interesting for whatever reason. He is the grown-up. I'll take, for example, what has become a litmus test for a, ever since 2020 is uh, was the election stolen. And virtually every Republican argued, including most of these presidential candidates, said, yes, it was stolen from Trump. He never said that. He said that he never said that at a time where it was very dangerous to not say that. He said, "I'm sure that there was uh, that there is cheating that takes place and fraud that takes place. There, there always is. I think we should be serious about fraud and we should investigate it. But I don't see any evidence that that this election was stolen. <laughs> That's an honest and true statement. I don't know whenever there wasn't any fraud in elections. You know, and you and I could we could look at 1960 when Kennedy beat Nixon." Nixon probably beat Kennedy. Most political historians believe that. I think most political historians believe that uh, Al Gore beat uh, uh, George uh, W. Bush, right? I think most historians would agree that, just looking at the numbers. And uh, <laughs> the state finally chose the election finally chosen the state that his brother was the governor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was so weird. And so there, uh, yes, there probably always is. But there was not enough to change these election results. And to argue that it is, is the, you know, you talk about radical and dangerous. That is a radical position. He won't go there. Yeah. hasn't gone there. Even, so even showing courage uh, in that crazy party at that crazy time. So anyway, that was a lot there. I'm, I apologize. No, and that's why I respect Tim Scott, because he is the grown-up in the room. He is smart enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to wade into these conspiracy theories. And listen, he's a very intelligent man. He has pulled himself up, and, and he's came from, from nothing and to made himself into something major. And so I admire those qualities about him, regardless of if I agree with his 
political stances or not. You cannot deny the man is smart. Now, does he have issues? Yes. Listen, he went on The View and wouldn't even acknowledge that, you know, systemic racism even exists. It's it's like, come on now, Tim Scott. I, I agree with you that, you know, the ideal that only exceptional black people can make it. I agree with you. That's not true. But we also can't deny the realities of systemic racism as well. So he definitely has some, some in my opinion, there are a lot of views that I don't agree with. But you cannot deny that he is a smart, intelligent man. He would make a great senator. And if the Republican Party was smart enough to get behind him, I don't think they are. But if they were and he were the nominee, I think that he would pose a serious threat to Joe Biden, far more oh, yeah. so than Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, who are your kind of top candidates right now. Yeah, we're only about the only man who can't be Joe Biden, in my opinion, is Donald Trump. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> it, it, it's just not possible. And, uh, yeah, I think, he, and by the way, I, I agree with you on the systemic racism. Uh, the GOP, like the Democratic Party, has a uh, few sacred cows, at least a few sacred cows. And one of them is that systemic racism doesn't exist. I don't think he could get elected dog catcher in the GOP uh, if he argued otherwise. That, that's kind of my view. I think he probably has a different view privately. And, uh, but sensitively, it doesn't affect his approach to things, I don't think. Um, and so, yeah, he, he's, he's really exactly what the GOP needed. But like petulant children who don't want, you know, the proper treatment, uh, good luck of them uh, buying into that. <laughs> good luck with that. All right. We're gonna, I hope they do. I really hope they do. Uh, he's, he's one of the only politicians in a long time that's given me both a sense of rest and peace as well as enthusiasm. And, again, I don't agree with him on everything, but some, on some very substantive and major points his overall perspective of, of being reasonable, frankly, being a, a, a black man in a party that I believe struggles with racism, um, highly intelligent. And really, I, I think the biggest issue facing Americans, honestly, isn't a public policy one. It is the model of our country, e pluribus unum, among many, one. I don't see much of that in any of the GOP candidates, and frankly, a lot of the Democratic Party uh, candidates. I think Biden is, is an elitist. We've talked about that before. Uh, Tim Scott, more than any of the candidates, to me, epitomizes the pluribus unit among many, one. Which this divided country needs a candidate like that. All right, final thoughts from you. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, though, because of how the, the news cycle is and the fact that he's not this kind of shocking headline-grabbing candidate, um, we're not getting a lot of information about what his policy and views are. And so most of America will never realize just how intelligent Tim Scott really is, whether you agree with him or not. And that's the unfortunate part is that I don't think he stands much of a chance of actually making any kind of inroads in this crowded uh, field that is really based on personality. But again, um, I respect him and I am proud of what he has accomplished and, and how he's managed to come up. Yeah, yeah. And about the, the, the place in which he showed himself up best in our current media environment was on The View. And I don't think he particularly likes that. And I think, <laughs> I mean, he's good at it, but I don't think he really enjoyed doing that. You know what I'm saying? It's not his type, it's not his personality. Um, and I think um, others are going to be too cautious to invite him on. I mean, you know, to, to, to have that kind of toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He'll yes. dismantle you. Yeah, I mean, that's what he did. 
It was impressive. You're at Bob. Yeah. You're absolutely right. correct. So much for objectivity on my part. I, I am a fan. I've said that more than once on the show, and unlike <laughs> a lot of people in the media who pretend they don't have an axe to grind or an iron to fire, I, I admit it. And, of course, this is a more of an opinion show, not a typical news show. I remind you of that, too. All right, Warren D. Robinson, a personal favorite, fan favorite. Already begin to look forward to your next interview, buddy. Thank you so much. WarrenDRobinson.com. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more.